Hey everybody, welcome back to Saturday Nights with Foxy. As always, I'm glad you guys could come back and join me for another episode. Hope you guys are doing well. I miss talking to you guys. It's been a pretty somber couple of weeks. You know, I mean, it's pretty, this this year period has been pretty somber, but for the past couple of weeks, we've been having to process the devastating verdict in the Breonna Taylor case. And I'm not going to really get into it this episode. I'll save that for another episode. But what I did want to say was that I'm glad that the black attorney, you know, black on the outside, I'm glad that um, Kentucky's attorney general is being exposed, you know, um, I just feel like he was a complete sellout. He sold out his own people just to get in the good graces of these white folks who still just see him as another nigga, you know, um, another nigga that could, that they could use to benefit them. And my thing is that I really wasn't expecting no real uh, justice for Breonna Taylor because you. I just felt it, you know, they were taking too long, they were dragging, they were, you know, uh, falsifying documents, I believe, and it was like, it was crazy, and I just felt that it just wasn't going to happen, but for it to be confirmed that she wasn't going to get any justice, you know, it was just, um, I don't know, infuriating, you know, and you already knew how it was going to go when they declared a state of emergency before the verdict was even read, you know, they was about to be with the bullshit, so... But it's like it's it's still just so infuriating and devastating, especially for her mom and the rest of the family. So I'm glad that Daniel Cameron is um, about to be expo- you know, exposed because according to one of the jurors, um, he misled them. And he never asked the jury to consider homicide charges. So that just means that he never had any intentions on charging those officers that killed Breonna Taylor. You know, never had any intentions on doing that. And once the verdict was read, you know, Donald Trump praised Daniel Cameron. He praised him, calling him a star, calling him brilliant. He even went as far as to put him on a list of nominees for the U.S. Supreme Court because you know he was trying to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. Now, we all know that Trump wasn't going to put no black man in, you know, the Supreme Court, but I don't think Daniel Cameron got that memo, you know. He sold his people out, let those officers, you know, officers walk free, probably thought that Trump was about to put him, you know, uh, in a Supreme Court. And that probably made him feel real special being placed among that list of white folks. But I wonder how he felt when Trump skipped past him and nominated the white lady, Amy, what, Amy Coney Barrett. I wonder how he felt then to know that he didn't sold out his own people. Like, for what? What, what? what did you gain? You know, but I just feel like when it's all said and done, they're gonna. Everyone's gonna know that he mishandled the case, and when it's all said and done, I hope that his career will be over and done as well. You know. Um. So yeah, that 
situation right there, that alone just had me, had me kind of down, you know, um, but like I said, I'm not gonna, um, really get into it in this episode. So you guys, let's talk about this retarded ass clown as in Trump who's flying around talking about he got COVID. Now, y'all know, you know, this guy, he just, he makes my nerves bad. It's to the point where I just have to immediately click off of anything that has to do with him. Because he's just so sickening. Talking about he got that virus. He he, he is a virus. You know? And he he got these folks out here his followers brainwashed and they're just as delusional as he is going around talking about, oh, Mr. President, get better. Oh, Mr. President. Oh, Mr. President, this, that. And, you know, you just want to scream like, shut up. You know, it's just, it's so annoying because this guy, he hasn't done not one presidential thing, you know, and they're going around calling him Mr. President and it, it's just it's just so annoying and let's just say that he does have COVID let's just say that he does I honestly absolutely I don't think that he does but let's just say that he that he that he do this is the same guy okay this is the same guy that made fun of Hillary Clinton when she had pneumonia this is the same guy that made fun of a disabled reporter. And this is the same guy that responded to COVID-19's death toll as, you know, he responded by saying it is what it is. Did they honestly think that we were going to have an ounce of sympathy for someone who is as rotten as he is? He's disgustingly terrible. And the fact that people know this and are still going to vote for him just for the sake of having someone in control who, who's as racist, hateful, and evil as they are, that shit is scary. He has literally set it up from every angle so that he can try to steal this election. One of his donors who's the postmaster for, you know, for, he's the postmaster general. He's already had some mailboxes removed, mail sorting machines taken apart, you know, in an attempt to suppress votes. I now kind of feel like they were just trying to scare voters out of voting by mail. You know, and I think it worked because I don't trust it. I'm going to make sure that I go down to the actual poll and vote. And I think others will be doing the same if they can, because you just never know. In reality, you know, and in reality, Trump, he ain't afraid of no voter mail fraud. He's afraid of more of us voting. And he's, you know, he's afraid of our votes being counted. And he's afraid of his ass having to leave in November. 
How is a fraud going to be afraid of fraud? You know what I mean? Make it make sense, you know? When he loses, you already know he's going to argue that the election was rigged and try to have the Supreme Court call the election, which is why he wants to hurry up and replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat with Amy Coney Barrett. So who is Amy Coney Barrett? She's a 48-year-old judge, white, of course. She served as judge as a judge on the U.S. Court um, of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit since 2017. It's been said that she's bad for women and RBG's legacy. She allegedly is an anti-feminist who is expected to use her power okay, to harm women by reducing their rights and their freedom. No wonder she's Trump pick. No wonder she's his pick. She allegedly um, raises questions, raises grave questions from those who care about fair interpretation and application of civil rights. She allegedly criticized Justice John Roberts' decision of upholding the Affordable Care Act. So she's not with that. She was a uh, she was also a member of the then uh, Governor George W. Bush legal uh, team for the historic Bush versus Gore case back in uh, 2000. She is allegedly very hostile when it comes to Miranda rights. And for those of you who aren't aware, um, you know, of Miranda rights, those are the rights that are read to you when the police take you into custody, detaining you for any reason. If the police wants to question you, they must tell you of the Fifth Amendment protection against self-incriminating, you know, uh, self-incriminating uh, statements and your right to an attorney. So she's allegedly against that as well. Also, back in 2017, she allegedly sided against an African-American worker who had been transferred to another store because of a company's policy of segregation, segregating uh, their employees by race and uh, ethnicity. Yeah. She allegedly decided that the company's separate but equal arrangement was permissible. So this company was separating employees, I guess, you know, but by what what race they were. And yeah, she thought it was okay. So um this is who you know, Amy Coney Barrett is allegedly. See, when the Republicans talk about her, they want to dress her up with a bow to make her look real pretty as if she's going to be such a great asset to the Supreme Court when it, you know, when in reality, who she appears to be in real life is not pretty. It's downright scary. Did you know that she is the same judge that sided with the Republicans who refused to fill Justice Antonin Scalia's seat? And I hope I'm saying his name right. She refused to fill Scalia's seat with uh, Merrick Garland, who was Obama's pick back in 2016. So just to give 
those of you who don't know a little, you know, just to give those of you who don't know about that a little history on that. About a a month after Justice uh, Antonin uh, Scalia died, and I really do hope I'm saying his name right, um, Obama nominated U.S. Court Judge Merrick Garland to fill his seat. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell declared that any appointment by the sitting president was null and void. He said that the next Supreme Court justice should be chosen by the next president to be elected, which was later that year. So here we are just four years later, and they all seem to have amnesia because without any resistance whatsoever, they're about to replace RBG with Amy Coney Barrett just weeks before the election. Now, one would think that, you know, she would tell them that she preferred to wait until after the election since she was so strongly against Obama, you know, nominating Judge Garland before the election. But no, she's ready to accept the seat and do what it is that she does. You know, um, her views on Obama nominating Garland was that it would dramatically flip the balance of power. But all of a sudden now, when the nomination benefits them, it's okay. You know, I don't really know how much more disgusted I could be. I really don't. I just wanted to share that bit of information with uh, those of you who weren't aware. And just to be clear, I'm not a political person at all. There's a lot of stuff about politics that I don't know. And sometimes I feel like I don't really want to know because I feel like it's just going to either confuse me or just piss me off. But the more research I do, I kind of realize why it's important to educate yourself. At least you'll know exactly, you know, what and who you're up against. And once you know, You know, I just feel like it's important to do your part to not only try to fight to make the country better for you, but for your kids and their kids. That's when voting comes into play. Also, y'all, I really wanted to drop something else on y'all that you may not know about. I just found out recently that, and I was just blown the entire fuck away, you know? So I recently found out that within these past four years, Trump has quietly appointed damn near 200 federal judges, a historic number. It's being said that he has appointed more judges in his presidency than any other uh, president in recent history. Damn near 200 judges. He's done this quietly right up under our nose. Not one of them are black. They're mostly white men who will rule for decades white men who likely share the same views as he does, okay? Can you imagine the devastating long-term damage that that could do? It's clear that Trump, you know, he has an agenda, just like he had, you know, he has an agenda with this whole fake-ass COVID-19 diagnosis, you know, because I ain't never believing that he got it. I feel like he has an agenda with this fake-ass diagnosis that he and his wife allegedly has. Tell me something. How convenient is it to get COVID-19 right before the next debate? Now, this is my theory, okay? Because I don't for one minute believe that 
this lying, cheating, fraud-ass con man got no COVID-19. So my theory is he was getting his ass chewed out for his clown-ass behavior at the first debate, which took place last Tuesday, I believe, uh, between he and Biden, you know, um, which was said to have drawn in over, what, 84 million viewers nationwide. So everybody watched this clown perform as if he was at the circus. While watching, we saw, you know, while, while we were watching the um, debate, I'm sure a lot of us said that, you know, well, I know I did. And I'm sure a lot of you said the same thing that Biden said, which was this was so unpresidential. The debate was so unpresidential because here it is, the president, you know, the presidential debate. This is the presidential debate now. This 74-year-old child couldn't even follow simple rules, which was to simply hush. Even a toddler, a toddler could do that. From the moment the debate started until the end, Trump continuously overtalked and interrupted Biden. He was asked repeatedly to stop by the mediator, a mediator that had absolutely no control because he allowed Trump to not only overtalk Biden, but him. What good is it to have a mediator if he doesn't have any control and everybody's just going to do what they want to do? Throughout the debate, Trump was rude, childish, and at one point, he even made unnecessary comments about um, Biden's son, to which Biden exercised great restraint because had it been anyone else, you know, them hands would have caught Trump before COVID did, if he really did have COVID. And I, I don't believe he does, but you know, and like like these young folks say now, that's on baby because you just don't attack people's kids like that, you know, especially when they have nothing to do with nothing. And this debate wasn't about Biden's son. This debate was about them proving to the country why Americans should vote for them, you know, something that this clown, Trump, that is something that he couldn't do. He's, you know, he couldn't, he had no real plan and he couldn't tell anyone what, no, give a real reason as to why people should vote for him. So that's why he deflected and went to, he started saying all kinds of dumb shit, dumb and irrelevant shit to deflect from the shit that matters, which was his incompetence, his lack of care and empathy for the American people his mishandling of the COVID-19 pandemic that resulted in over 200,000 people losing their lives, him paying only $750 in taxes, okay? And not a dime for the previous 10 years. White supremacy that he refused to denounce during a debate. Instead, he told the white supremacists to stand back and stand by, which meant wait until further instruction, further instruction. So those are all of the things that Trump didn't want to talk about. So he deflected from it 
with the bullshit. Nothing but bullshit came out of his mouth, especially when he said that he's done more for black people than any other president. And especially when he said that he did a good job with COVID-19. Okay. Nothing this clown says has any truth to it at all. And for me, not even his alleged diagnosis of COVID-19, I just don't believe it for not one second. This is the same guy that faked bone spurs to avoid going to Vietnam. So why wouldn't he, you know, why wouldn't his fraud ass, you know, fake a COVID-19 diagnosis to avoid a debate when he knows that he can't win? A debate where he is forced to be a, to be an adult and answer real questions. So all of a sudden now he has COVID-19. In the thick of an election, uh, in the thick of election time, get the fuck out of here. So he allegedly got diagnosed on October the first. Have to quarantine for fourteen days. The next debate is scheduled for October fifteenth, which means that his quarantine period wouldn't be over until the 16th, which is the day after the debate. So again, bozo, you really got COVID? Don't believe that for not one second. I just don't. Also, I can't forget to uh, mention the fact that his retarded ass wife just got exposed by a a secret uh, recording where she was caught... um, she was caught saying, give me a fucking break in response to the children who were, you know, separated at the border. Children who are um, allegedly being mistreated, deprived of food, proper health care, and probably also being raped by staff and guards. At least that's what I heard. I've heard all kinds of things. So all of a sudden... You know, all of a sudden, the Trump administration is allowing undocumented teens who are in, you know, who are in uh, government custody to get abortions. I wonder, is it because they're over there getting getting those teen uh, teens pregnant and don't want nobody to know about it? Because at first they blocked them from getting abortions and all of a sudden now you know, it's okay. So I I have questions about that. So back to Melania. Back in 2018, while her husband was uh, separating migrant families and ripping the kids away from their parents, she, you know, was talking to her friend, um, and I believe it was a former aide or whatever, about someone asking her, what about the children that were separated? And Melania's exact words were, they said, oh, what about the children that were separated? Give me a fucking break. That's what she said. In one of the recordings, she was also heard saying, it's sad that children are separated from their families. She says that the kids are nicely taken care of and provided, um, they're provided with beds and cabinets for their belongings. They didn't even have that in their own countries. Now, this is what she said. Uh, She then goes on to say, they're not with their parents. It's sad, but when they come here alone or with coyotes or illegally, you know, you need to do something. 
So when I heard that, I'm thinking, first of all, dumbass, those beds and cabinets aren't their parents. It was pure fucking evil and heartless for her disgusting ass husband to rip those kids from their families. Period. Now, if they just had to send them back because they were here illegally, why not just send them all back together? Why did he have to separate them? It just I just never understood that. And then I'm also thinking, bitch, are you here legally? Why are you talking shit? And let's be clear, those kids didn't have no fucking beds. Pictures was going around with those kids. They were in cages sleeping on the floor like animals. Because that's what they think of them. So stop lying about how you're taking care of them. You know... I've heard all kinds of things. Like some of them, some of the children are lost. Some have even died and the others are in cages. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just crazy how they just lie like they do. They, him, you know, Trump and Melania are like, they have to be Barnum and Bailey's finest. Just two complete clowns. You know? Um, it's just crazy. And it's like you walking around with the title of first lady and don't even know what the fuck a first lady is. Don't know the first thing about being a first lady. She can't even write her own speech. And she was posing nude in pictures. Like, is that what first ladies do? I, 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 I just don't understand it. And then she wore a jacket that I'm sure you guys have seen when it happened. She wore a jacket that said, on, you know, on the back of it, it said, I don't really care, do you? While... On her way to, she was on her way to the shelter where they were keeping the kids that they had separated from their families. And she wore a jacket that said, I don't really care, do you? I just, she's just, both of them are just equally disgusting. Now that I've heard this, like the nerve her husband ripped these kids away from their families. Okay? We know you don't care. And we definitely know your husband don't care. And in order for her to care, she would have to know what it is that she's supposed to care about. And almost every time that we see her, she look lost as fuck. Like she don't even know what planet she's on. Talking about some give me a break. Just think, you know, just to think that she had some people feeling sorry for her. Not me, you know, but she had some people feeling sorry for her. She would for her. She was um they were telling her to blink twice if she if she needed help. And come to find out, you know, she's just like him. Disgusting. So again, all of a sudden, they got COVID-19 when their asses are under fire for doing stupid shit, saying stupid shit. 
I honestly believe it's an avoid, you know, an avoidance tactic and a distraction. Trump and his camp is probably conjuring up some more fraud ass shit as we speak and using his fake ass diagnosis to distract people. Also, this time around, since he acted a complete ass at the last debate, new rules have been put in place for the next debate. And Trump, of course, was opposed to uh, those changes because he feels like he doesn't have to follow rules and that he gets to make his own rules. That's evident from the $750 that he paid in taxes. But getting back to the debate, new rules have been put in place. Um, The debates commission, they plan to um, cut off the mics of whomever break the rules, you know. So, of course, Trump was opposed to this because he is the ultimate rule breaker. He wants to continue to overtalk and interrupt his opponent to keep his opponent from hitting him with the facts. Something that he himself knows nothing about, you know. And when I look at him, I just get so disgusted. Like his mouth is literally shaped like an asshole and nothing but bullshit comes out. That's all he was spewing at the debate. Just complete bullshit. He was with the shit from the very beginning. So this time around, to obtain, you know, more control, they're going to be cutting off the mics of basically whoever don't shut the fuck up when they're supposed to shut the fuck up, which we all know will be Trump. So when Trump found out about the new rules for the next debate, of course, he objected to it, saying that, um, and I quote, why would I allow the debate commissions to change the rules for the second debate and the third debate when I easily won the last time. So this is the tweet that he tweeted when he and Biden, um, yeah, this was a tweet that he tweeted and I'm going to go over this again. His response to the new changes that have been made for the next debate Again, he says, why would I allow the debate commissions to change the rules for the second and third debates when I easily won the last time? So, again, this is the tweet that he tweeted out. And you mean to tell me that he wanted he wanted Biden to take a drug test? Clearly, he the one that's on something to think that he won that debate. Even some of the white folks was calling it a hot mess. So, you know, his response isn't shocking. This is the same guy who thinks he's done a great job with, you know, handling the pandemic. So why wouldn't he think that his stupid ass won the debate? So, again, how convenient is it to get COVID right before the next debate? Just like the child he is, he don't like the rules, so he don't want to play. He don't want to play the game. He has literally pulled out every stop, every trick from out his ass to try to steal the selection. And, you know, the shit that he's doing now can be added to that list. He is determined to stay in the White House, which is why we have to be determined to vote his ass out. This, the, the shit that our people went through for us to have the opportunity to vote that should be enough to get us out there to do it. 
please don't be fooled into thinking that your vote don't count. I used to feel the same way. You know, I would still go out and vote, but I questioned if my vote really counted. Barack Obama is proof that our vote counts. That was all us. We were responsible for electing the first black president into office. So that phrase, yes, we can, it still stands. Yes, we can vote this pig out of office. They trying everything they can to suppress our votes. That right there is also proof that our vote counts. So I'm hoping that everybody go out and vote in person if they can, because I just don't trust them. Not at all. With the mail-in ballots, especially since Trump is so opposed to, he's so opposed to it, you know, and got one of his donors in charge of the postal system. And you know something else, um, they fucking with polling places in the black communities. According to reports, um, Texas closed hundreds of polling sites, making it harder for minorities to vote, which would, of course, benefit the Republicans. Why? Because they know that our votes matter. So they do not want them. They do not want them counted. So with that being said, I really do hope that everybody gets out there and vote. Vote this clown out of office. He is on another level of stupidity. He's disgusting and he's a danger to this country. Everybody's so concerned with the looters when in reality, the real looter got his fat ass up in the White House paying only $750 in taxes. He's up in the White House looting, inciting chaos, hate and division within our country. And we have to vote him out, period. Well, technically, at this time, he's not in the White House. He's allegedly at the Walter Reed Military Hospital, hospital allegedly receiving care for his fake-ass COVID-19 diagnose, you know, diagnosis. Ain't that something, y'all? He calls the soldiers who lost their lives in the military losers and suckers, you know? But he gets to sit in their hospital. That's for them. And he gets to receive the best health care while trying to take away other folks' health care. I'm just so disgusted. I'm glad I ate before I, you know, talked about him because I most definitely couldn't take him on an empty stomach. He's fighting so hard to remain president, but... You know, he don't even have a plan for America. He don't, even, he don't even have a plan. And that's because he's not interested in being a real president. And he doesn't care about the American people. He doesn't care about anybody other than himself. He benefits greatly by being, you know, he benefits greatly from this presidency. He's benefiting now because it's keeping him out of prison. So you best believe he ain't giving up without a fight. So we're going to have to go and vote so hard that he can't even present an argument about, you know, he can't even present an argument about, uh, what is that, fraud or whatever? Because so many votes will be against him. 
At least that's how I feel about it. One more day. One more day is too long for him to, you know, be in office, let alone four more years. This man has told white supremacists to stand back and stand by. I don't know about y'all, but I feel threatened by that. It makes me feel that when this bastard loses, and yes, loses, we have to speak that shit into existence. It makes me feel that when he loses, he's going to instruct proud boys, whatever they want to call themselves, and all the rest of the white supremacists to let loose out here. It may be a scare tactic, but I'm taking it seriously. We all need to get out and get licensed to carry to protect ourselves and our families in these streets. Because we don't know what's about to come. We can only predict the worst, dealing with who we're dealing with. A man who loves power and a man who's about to lose it. I read an article the other day about uh, a Trump supporter. His name was Jason Lata. I think that's how you say it. Um, he brutally assaulted a man at a gas station in Denton, Texas. I also read a post about a 41-year-old named Joshua Vasquez who was a Black Lives Matter supporter. His neighbor allegedly, you know, literally pulled out a gun, said all lives matter, and then shot and killed him. Shot and killed Joshua right there on the spot. Then a shooter, whose name was Jeremy Smith, went inside his home, locked himself in, and shot and killed himself. This is the America that we're living in. So who's to say that there won't be more of this in the coming days, especially when Trump loses the election in November? So I think that we all should be prepared to protect ourselves and our families. Anyway... I'm not going to let these folks scare me too bad. I'm still going to get my ass out there and vote. And I hope that you guys do too. Everybody, you know, everybody grown. Can't nobody drag y'all down there. But I'm hoping that everybody exercises their right to vote and show these clowns just who the fuck we are. Trump has no place in the White House. Please vote him out. So that his resting place can be behind bars with the rest of his criminal ass friends. That's where he belongs. <sighs> I'm done talking about this fool, y'all. I enjoy talking to y'all, um, just not about him. So uh, take care, you guys. Uh, be safe. Go out and vote. And also, look for my upcoming episode about domestic violence for those of uh you who don't know, October is uh, National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So I really wanted to dedicate one of my episodes to that, you know, specifically, especially uh, being that I was a victim myself. So I'm going to try to have some ladies join me on that particular episode just to share their experience and their journey. You know, I think that a lot of women will be able to benefit from it. Well, you know, they'll be able to benefit from my upcoming episode because, I, be, you know, believe it or not, it's so many women who are or have been in violent relationships. And unfortunately, they all don't make it out. OK, they all didn't make it out. And I can attest to that, uh, being that a friend of mine from high school was shot and killed by her boyfriend right before our senior year in high school. So. I'm no stranger to domestic violence, and I wanted to shed some light 
on it in hopes of helping somebody else out there, like some of these young women who may not be able to identify the signs of an abusive guy or realizes she's with one and overlooks it, you know, um, not knowing that it could cost her her life. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, For those of you who do support me and actually like and share my podcast, I appreciate you guys. You know, it's always love when some, you know, somebody supports you and want to see you get to where you're trying to go. Um, What's meant for me, what's meant to be, it will be. So I don't really worry about the followers and subscribers that I don't have. Instead, I'm grateful for the ones that I do have, you know. So I'm going to continue to put content out, you know, put out content and Hope that you guys come by, continue to come by and support me. So on that note, again, um, take care, uh, be good, be safe, and I will chat with you guys next time.